This is the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Now sit back, because it's time for the podcast. Okay, welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life. Uh, I am, we're, this is another lockdown episode. Uh, we are, I'm speaking to Rumage and our guest via well, our little app that we've got, and also through Zoom, so we can see we can see each other, can't we? How are you, Rupert? I'm good. I'm good. Well, first of all, I, I'm not looking at your place, am I? No, I've uh, gone to a friend's place up the road just to get out of it. Okay, and where's They're your... away. We've got the keys to water their plants, so I thought okay. I'd come here today and work. And it's been quite nice, actually. It's just good to get that clarified, because I'd hate for you to be accused of um, sort of breaching the... The government kind of regulations and stuff just for the sake of you, because what is that a breach do you think to go into a house like five minutes away well if your friends were there it would be a breach yeah, yeah no, i don't not. think the, the, yeah i know now that they're away i think that's fine okay but what i mean is the distance that the house is away makes no difference whether it's a breach or not if, if you're visiting someone that lives close to you that's still yeah that's still wrong you know that right yeah I you do, do yeah. know that i do i do okay I got invited okay, cool. by a friend. To, he said he wanted me to come over last night for a drink. Are you fucking joking? So what was your response to that? I was like, of course not. I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> I heard from him um, morning, had a big night, did pills and everything. So Jesus. Bizarre. Well, we are, listen, we are delighted to have him on with us on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's had a night on the pills. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, we are we are joined by uh, by Hugo Chegwin. Hello, Hugo. How you doing, mate? Hello. Yeah, good, man. How are you? Not bad. Uh, quite I can see. Pardon? Is he quite quiet, or is he sounding good? It's quite quiet for me. Yeah, it's quite I quiet. Can, uh, I can crank it. Oh, nice. Crank, yeah, crank it right up. Yeah. Have you been doing yeah. any cranking in uh, the house? You've been sitting in, Rupert. Have you been doing cranking, Rupert? No, it's only half two. Oh, you're not a daytime. No. No I wait time. till wait till the sun goes down. Yeah. <laughs> Would you guys ever crank like first thing as soon as you get up? Yeah. Yeah. What about I you? Do shower. I'm showering. No. Yeah. What with your partner? Like, Not like, No. I don't. I wouldn't wake up. I wouldn't wake her up with my <laughs> movement. No, like that. No. <laughs> You're a very still cranker. <laughs> <laughs> what, Hugo? You doing? You doing a shower before? Oh God! Thank God! I was about to fucking cut this. Yeah. That was, that's absolutely no. I'm not. Worst. I do it before. Clean it all up. Good to go. Nice. Yeah. When Lisa and I first got together, we were on holiday in Canada. We were staying at my um, my uncle's place, and then one morning on the last day, I woke up and like Lisa was like being really funny with me, and I couldn't figure out why. And I was just like, "You're right." She goes, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine." But she was like being a bit off key. And I could, and, I, and eventually I just said to her, "Look, I know there's something going on. What's the problem?" And apparently, she said she felt a bit weird around me because in the middle of the night she was woken up by me, still fast asleep, just wanking furiously, <laughs> but completely asleep. Some of your best acting that morning. <laughs> Good dream, great dream though. <laughs> oh God, I'm so, uh, I'm so sorry, Lisa. I just dreamt about your mum. <laughs> Awful. We all have our niches, man. Yeah. So, Hugo, how's life treating you during lockdown? Yeah, yeah, good. I've got a one-year-old, so um, it's it's quite intense. Is a one-year-old that? Is it difficult not being able to go out with a one-year-old? Does that make that much more intense? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, we do take him for a walk for our daily allowed 
sort of hour yeah. and yeah it is quite intense it's just it's kind of like a bit of a torture camp because of the nursery rhyme Bob the train yeah he loves it that repetition that you're exposed to more than you were before it just stuck in my head all these yeah. horrible we're, we're the wiggles have you checked out the wiggles no I do I want to no don't get involved or torture yeah yeah it's just repetitive nursery rhyme yeah, I want to fast track it about four then we can <laughs> just the shit you can watch yeah, then I can be. My kids are hammering Fortnite, man. They're just fucking non-stop on Fortnite. They're at that age. It's just insane. In slaughtering insurgents, left, right, and centre. It's crazy. Are they up till four a.m.? No, but they've been getting up at six a.m., like no, wanting no. to play. And we've had to say to them, "Look, can you just? You've got to understand. You can't be like that. You've got to just chill out a bit. And then what? You got? You can't start the day at six a.m. playing Fortnite." So what they started doing now is they've started waking up and then standing over our bed watching us <laughs> for just the vaguest glimmer that we might be waking up so then get permission to go and play Fortnite. It's fucking terrifying. Just just to open your eyes and see a kid just stood over you. Ready to play game. Oh, my God. We would like to play a game. All right, freaky. Fuck off. Do you restrict their use or just let them hang all day on it? Well, it's been an ongoing problem for us because... The truth is, if you let them play all day, you're going to have a much easier day. Yeah, definitely. But at the same time, if they're playing that eight hours a day, every day during lockdown, I mean, what the fuck is the end product of that when we release back out? They're going to want real <laughs> guns and just head out into the streets. Yeah, and building sheds in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> have you been Have you been managing to get any work done and stuff? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, but... I, the Zoom calling, I have to limit it because I have a short attention span and right. eight-hour Zoom work calls are just... It's a bit more exposing as well, isn't it? People are, like, really focusing on you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Being watched more than you would in, like, a, in a normal meeting. Yeah. If you're, if you're doing an eight-hour Zoom meeting yeah. and you want uh, and you want to share... I just go, man. <laughs> you just go. But I then, just bring you... the laptop with me. And, uh, <laughs> just let them see the real you. They really get to know who I am. Yeah, because that's what this is about, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Letting people you work with know your shitting habit. Yeah, I, I find all of that very anxious. Anyway, Hugo, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks now, for having me. I'm a fan. Oh, thank you very much. Um, now, the, the truth is, obviously people will know you from people just do nothing. Barely. But your background, your background is... Not just acting, is it? I mean, you've got a pretty good music lineage as well, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. Luckily, yeah. Yes. I mean, I mean, but you've, I mean, you've done proper shit, right? I mean, oh yeah, yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I have. Um, I've done Emily Sande stuff, Sam Smith, Mary J. Blige. So, what did you, know? you do? You do you produce their stuff? Yeah, luckily, I don't know how, but I did. How yeah. did it come? About? How did it come about? Um, so basically, I've been making. I was. I haven't done it in a while, but I was making like rap beats in my bedroom since I was like probably like fifteen, and then right. when I was probably about twenty-two, my mate from school worked at Virgin, and just started to send me opportunities. So that's how I got the Emily thing, and he man. He then managed Sam Smith, so that's how I got that. And Amazing. yeah, 
that was it really. And then how does that work? Do you get in the studio with them or do you send them stuff and then they let you know if they like it? Yeah, no, I got into the, all those sessions, Bar, Mary, Jay, Blige, were all just in the in the room, basically. Right. But it wasn't really what I wanted to be doing, to be honest. Right. Like, I don't listen to pop music. Yeah, yeah. So I feel I was kind of pushed into a world that I knew nothing about and I did stopped enjoying it. And then were you thinking, were you hoping this is going to be a gateway into like doing stuff that you actually liked? Yeah. And did you try and make that happen? I did try and make it happen, but I felt like maybe I was forcing it and I was kind right. of forcing those opportunities and I was a bit underprepared for them when they sort of came. And I'm probably wrong in this, but American rappers, when you send them a track, basically it's done. Like, whereas here, right. you kind of send a singer or a, or a songwriter type person an idea and then you can kind of build around it. But like, I worked with Joey Badass, what I like to call him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there were just loops. And he was like, he's used to being sent full tracks. So uh, we did something, it never came out. But... Right. And was that in the room with him? Or? Yeah, yeah, it was actually. That and was what was man. he like? Yeah, he's a really nice guy, man. Really cool. Lives up to his name, I guess. Oh, he's a badass boy. <laughs> yeah, he was cool. He was cool. The, what were the, the Sam Smith, what were those tunes? Were they like big chart, like did they chart really highly? No, the Sam Smith was like an album-y kind of, no, right. it's called Nirvana. And Emily, I did Heaven and Next to Me, which changed my life. Fucking hell. That's big. Yeah. God bless Emily Sunday. She uh, funds me still. Does that, yeah, does it still uh, pay? Yeah, yeah, yeah still yeah, pay. Not like, you know, but nice. It's great. I yeah, love her. Really. Sure, she doesn't like me that much, <laughs> but I love her. <laughs> At the time, I was like, this song is so shit next to me. Honestly, did you, but did you, but hold on, but did you not think... You must be you must be able to tell it's a cat it's catching it could take off right is that or do you not feel that at the time I wasn't I don't sure. know. I was, so at that time I was proper 90s crime rap guy and I was like right right this is moist like I'm not <laughs> going to listen to this like in my own time and even the A&R guy he was like he, he was quite excited about it and I was like are you sure man this is I don't know I, th- I feel like you're wasting your time with this song <laughs> that must be so exciting for an A&R to see somebody who's made the tune being that indifferent about it it must really give them a buzz you know what I, mean? I, I made it with my friend Harry and we were kind of like yeah but whatever you want to do really there wasn't much uh, like we weren't in love with it so yeah cool like you can give it to someone else to finish if you want I don't care like he was like no, no you guys can do it and then didn't really realise. And then afterwards, I was like, wow, shit, this is... I'm getting a lot of emails about this. This is good. And then it changed your life. Yeah. Here's a little bit that you like to call, how did you get into hip-hop? Your background is, obviously, hip-hop's your first love. Well, how did you get into it all? And what were you listening to? How did it start off? Well, when I was in school and stuff, it was mainly, like, you know, proper British jungle, garage, grime. Yeah. And I had decks and was obsessed with it and then after school like kind of when that died uh smoking too much got into like the neptunes and timberland and nerd and was you know very much a virgin relating to pharrell (laughs) definitely not (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, got obsessed with it. Like, wow, this is different. Like, it just felt fresh. And then that's when I went on my hip hop discovery journey. Did you move away from from garage and stuff like? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I felt like it kind of got uncool at that time. And when you're like 16, being uncool is like not what you want to be. Illegal. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, yeah, so I just got on Timberland Neptunes, but then. I discovered all the people that they worked with and then just went on an absolute journey that's never stopped. Wow. Yeah. That's so yeah. lovely. It's a lovely ending. It is lovely, yeah. But you, so obviously, if you listen to NERD and Timberland, you're, and also the fact that your background is production, you're brought into that by the production of those of that music, right? Because obviously, it's, yeah. Initially, it sounds incredible, right? Yeah, I was like, yeah. fucking hell, this shit bangs, like the sounds they're using. I wasn't making music really at that time. Like I was yeah. like loops. I don't understand it. I don't understand any. Right, right, right. But I was just like, I want to make stuff exactly like this. Yeah. Bad cheap Timberland beats. <laughs> Have you still got some? Oh yes, yeah, still what I do. <laughs> when is Timberland? Because I don't. I know fuck all about producing. But and but I know that Timberland. Obviously, Timberland has done some amazing shit. Is he? Knowing what you know about production now, is he as good as you initially thought he was in terms of what he does and how he manipulates stuff? Yeah, definitely. I guess as times change, though, your taste changes. Like, I still love Timberland. He still excites me, but just that interest in production, like, changed as I got older. The the problem with Timberland, like, NERD, like, their stuff's great. Timberland, yeah. his stuff is great, but when you listen to his album, his <laughs> yeah. rapping is as shit as his production is good, isn't it? I mean, it is fucking appalling, isn't it? Uh, yeah, he's not great. <laughs> and his mate Magoo was not good. Oh either. my God. I mean, he made Magoo sound like fucking Doom, and Magoo's shit. <laughs> like... He definitely gave Magoo a. Uh, he really hooked his mate up. Yeah, Magoo. I bet Magoo was walking around going, like, "Everyone thinks I'm shit," and then he like did, dropped some bars on a chat with Timbo. It's like, "Oh fucking hell, this guy makes me sound like a 10 I'm definitely yeah. going to carry on working with this guy. I think I'm going to keep working with Tim. He's, <laughs> something about him. <laughs> I still got his uh, his albums, like uh, and like with all the other vocalists on. They're great. All those tunes are great. Yeah. But then it's every time he decides he's going to do a verse. It's just like fucking hell, man. Yeah, yeah. And Timberland's gone on some weird journeys, like uh, yeah, pop stuff, and I don't know. Because I don't know if you follow him on Instagram now, but he's sort of every now and again he sort of posts up a beat that he's just worked up in his house or whatever. Yeah, that's and uh, and every single time I watch it, I get shocked by how much bigger he's got. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but in a good way. <laughs> Rack your brains. Give it some thought. What was the first hip hop album you bought? So do you remember the first hip-hop album you got that you were really into? Yeah, it was definitely a three for ten situation at HMV. Um, <laughs> nice. That's a good deal. Yeah, it was uh, DMX. I think it was Flesh on My Flesh. Yeah. If I'm going to rob, I'm going to rob all night. If I'm looking for something, it's probably a fight. If I'm going for bitches, then they better be tight. If that's dead, then the head better be right. If I got to play, I'ma play till I win. Since I got to be here, can't wait to begin. Wanna 
fuck shorty, can't stand shorty friends. Cause honey friend fuck many, many men. Stay with the Jay Z, uh, the one with um, Is That Your Bitch? I can't remember the album name. Volume 3. Yeah, that's it. I don't love him, I'll fuck him, I'll chase him, I'll duck him, I'll replace him with another one. You had to see, she keep calling me big, and my name is Jay-Z, she was all of my dick. Gradually, I'm taking over your bitch, coming over your shit. Got my feet up on your sofas, man, I mean, posters for my open hand. You coming home to this shit, and if you sold the cans, I got your bitch up. And I definitely remember having Shine album, because I worked at an indoor child's play centre, soft play, <laughs> and it was in the CD player. And someone <laughs> must have hit it, and it was a normal day. And the intro, <laughs> the intro to the album, I can't say it. I'm not the right race to say it. But that came blaring through the speakers. Amazing. Yeah. Dear America, I'm only what you made me. Young, black, and fucking crazy. Please save me. I'm dying inside. Did you see it in my eyes? It was a good album as well. <laughs> Shine was like, Sick. everybody got so excited about Shine just because he sounds like Biggie. Right? Yeah, he was going to be the next Biggie. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then there was even rumours that he'd done some of the bars on um, Born Again. Really? Like, you know, yeah, well, because when Tupac died, there were so many albums coming out, like, because Tupac had been so prolific and, been make, and Biggie hadn't been. You know, there's no, it's not a criticism, it's just, you know, he just wasn't doing it the same way. I mean, it took ages for them to bring out Born Again. And they were just like, and also some of the tracks were just like Biggie sort of as, like Biggie sort of does half a lyric and then like Diddy jumps in, do you know what I mean, or whatever. So like there was this rumour that like they'd got Shine to just fucking, not just ghost right, actually perform as Biggie. Have you stayed a fan of... Uh, well, DMX. Yeah. What's your take on DMX now? Is DMX somebody who wasn't great in hip-hop and you can still respect that or somebody that you're a bit embarrassed about being into? I mean, genuine question. No, I love DMX. I wouldn't listen to new DMX. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It doesn't excite me, but he is. he's a G, man. I, I think he changed the landscape, I feel, at that time. And Swiss Beats... Like, those two together are amazing. Um, I love the dog. I, I I think he's great. Like, when you go back and listen to that stuff, it's fucking weird. Yeah, I think my mum was said this concerned before. when she heard it in my room. Like, <laughs> what is this guy up to now? Well, that's what I was going to say, because I would say of almost any rapper, he's the rapper that you'd feel the most embarrassed about playing around people that weren't into hip-hop. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, if I put on a yeah. DMX record and my wife is listening, she, I, I know that she would just... She would almost get angry with me for thinking that this was a thing to listen to. Do you yeah, know what I mean? you would turn it down at the lights still, maybe. <laughs> yeah, the bar, the barking and all that shit. She's just yeah. like, there's no fucking way she's gonna have that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what sort of stuff did you get into after that? After that, after the Neptune's kind of stuff, I then just got deep into like producers like Pete Rock, Premier, Jay Diller, um, Swiss Beats. I just, I just then my just broadened. My musical landscape. I really like Talib Kweli, Mos Def, The Roots. Yeah. Um, I like everything, to be honest. Like, I wasn't like, at that time, there was like, maybe sort of conscious hip-hop was a thing. And then it was like, sort of street stuff. But I, I didn't pick a side. Did you, so you were, you didn't have a, you didn't have a snobbery about it at all? No, nah, not at all. I'm still like that as well, I think. Like, with new stuff and whatever. Like, as long as it's good and it's, and it's not too serious. I'm not into. I wasn't really into 
there was a time when it was like quite message yeah messagey uh political kind of post 9-11 it got a bit weird yeah but you'd always try and put across uh, the front that you were really into it and you got you yeah got yeah, it. yeah i got you i got it <laughs> During that period, were you making making hip hop? Were you producing? Yeah, basically mimicking just... what I was into, like trying to make like uh, sort of two note uh, roots tracks, and yeah, yeah, it was just trying to mimic it all really badly. But could you see yourself getting better and better over time? Or yeah, maybe a little bit. But I, I never thought I was mm. great because there are just so many super producers. That was the time of the super producer as well. I think. Like just yeah. it's Kanye, Dilla, and stuff. So, and it's very American and sort of like an English guy trying to. I don't know. I was just a bit. I just did it for fun, really. I yeah. Are you saying that in hindsight? Because or, or at the time, were you thinking, I don't understand why I'm not getting the same fucking respect as Dilla. This is a ridiculous. <laughs> super no, I think I knew. <laughs> I think obviously, like with people in the area, like rappers and stuff. Like I, I was giving them beats and kind of not really expecting much from it but obviously they think yeah. I'm going to change the world with this I think <laughs> they realised that's not going to happen you know <laughs> handing out CDs on West Ealing High Street did you do that were you that guy I didn't do it but they did people still do that don't they it's like when we when we went to that Kano thing Rom and they were handing them out there was a dude handing out CDs to the queue and you're like what, what are you going to get out of this I know Hugo you're not a fan you're shaking your head no way I feel like I'm a an international magnet for those guys and drug dealers board. <laughs> yeah, they they love me, but they never get my money. So hold on, do you not, do you not like the CD guys? No, no, I don't. Okay, go on. What, what, what? Also, no one has CD players anymore, do they? To play, can't on. listen to it. I don't. I don't know what they're going to get from it. Maybe, obviously, apart from like five pound or two pounds. Or... I've bought those CDs in the past, and I'm yet to listen to one. Yeah, ever. <laughs> so essentially, what I'm, what I know, what I'm doing is I'm essentially making a donation to this guy. Yeah, that that is what's happening because I've got no intention of ever listening to that. For him, burning CDs. That's that, yeah. yeah. But they're they're hoping that that someone's the right person's going to hear it. Surely and they're going to get picked up or not I think what it is is that in the past that worked you know like you hear yeah. the stories of like Too Short used to sell his albums out of his car mm. and shit like that and then created a like a, a buzz and then became like a proper mainstream star or whatever yeah. so that's what that used to work there is a model for that but that is not mm. gonna, there's no fucking way that's going to well first of all there's, lo- there's so many reasons why it's not going to work. First of all, I'm not going to go and find my CD player to listen to. I mean, that, that's, that's the first thing. Yeah. I'm not going to come home from a gig and think, what the fuck is this in my pocket? Oh, yeah, it's that CD that I bought of that guy so that he'd stop talking to me. Let me go find my CD player so I can check out what this is like. Okay, so this is absolute fire. Well, why don't I mean, they, that- like, update it? Like... Just have a QR code. Yeah, USB. Yeah, even that though. Like, no one uses USB sticks anymore. Yeah, just hand someone a piece of a URL maybe on a piece of paper. There you go. (laughs) Oh, is that it? Yeah. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Have you been following the uh, the producer battles? Like, you know, did you watch Primo versus the RZA? I haven't watched the Primo RZA one, but I watched um, Swiss Beats Timberland. I didn't watch that one. Was it good? Yeah, Swizzy, sick. I think he killed it. Really? And was that the general consensus as well? I think so. Timberland was just kind of playing like pop instrumentals and stuff, and Swiss Beats was just going hard, just screaming showtime on everything. <laughs> Vibe. You watched the whole thing, like, how long was uh, it? That one wasn't too bad, it was like 45 minutes. Yeah, because yeah. the Primo, the Primo Rizzo one was, what, two hours or something? Two and a half hours, maybe? Yeah, no one's yeah. going to sit and watch that. Skim it. Yeah, it's a skimmer. Although, sometimes I feel like Rizzo's beats are... Like, obviously, he has some classics, Stand the Test of Time, Wu-Tang, like, he's a G. Yeah. But some of them are quite weird, like, a bit... Yeah, in, I would agree with inaudible, that. Inaudible, I don't know, like quite draining whereas Primo's just smooth yeah it'd be quite good actually it, do, it does make me think though because I, I just based it on, off you saying that Primo's worst beats are infinitely better than Riz's worst beats yeah so I think they should do a battle where like they pick their shittest stuff in 20 that's, minutes. that's a true test of a producer right yeah this is the stuff I just abs- I just shat out on a project I don't care about yeah do you know what I mean? <laughs> for the money let's go um What's your feelings on Kanye? Are you a big Kanye fan? Yeah, I love Kanye. He's sick. He's he's a G, man. Um, he's mental. So most people, when you say, uh, do you like Kanye? They go, yeah, I did like Kanye. Like, I was watching um, Yoda did, like, he's been doing these Insta Live mixes. Yeah. And he put on this really old, I don't think I'd even heard it before, this really old Kanye record from, like, when he was, like, super young. Yeah. Lyrically, he was amazing. I mean, I know his production's amazing, but he could properly rap. He can rap, yeah. do you know what I mean? But he did he did then more than he does now properly. And everybody was going, I miss this Kanye, I miss this Kanye. Click a like if you if you really miss this Kanye, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's how almost everyone feels. But you don't feel like that. Are you a universal Kanye lover? Yeah, yeah. I feel like he evolves like everyone and he's still interesting and he's always just like exciting. You don't know what you're gonna get, like the religious album. Like what? The, and yeah. it's hard. Yeah, yeah. And he goes in on them as well. I think I just find him exciting. Like you never know what you're gonna get. He's unpredictable, and like he doesn't have to do something for such a long time. And whatever he does will impact like culture massively. Yeah, I mean, it is an amazing thing to make a religious album that had the impact that album did. I mean, I know I know people yeah. reacted to it. A lot of people were like, oh, fuck this. But a lot of people are like, oh, this is actually great. Yeah. Life like, this is what your life like. Try to live the life right. People really know you push your buttons like type right. This is like a movie, but it's really very lifelike. Every single night right. Every single fight right. I was looking at the gram and I don't even like lights. I was screaming at my daddy, told me it ain't Christ-like. I was screaming at the referee, just like Mike. Looking for a bright light. Seek what your life like. Normally, you'd hear that and you go, I've got no interest in even listening to that to see what it's like. Do you know what I mean? There's so many other artists. If you heard, you know, even artists that you really like, 
Have you heard they were doing like a... Timberland? Yeah, if Timberland did a Christian album, I don't know if I'd check that <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, same. I, I wouldn't listen to Malice's religious rap song. Exactly, yeah. Even if like, even if Malice went vegan, I don't think I'd want to hear that record. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Anything like that. But Kanye, do you think... It, it's fair to say, isn't it, that if Kanye wasn't making all these left turns, if he was still making records like... His first album, like College Dropout. Yeah. He wouldn't be as big as he is now, would he? Or- no, I don't think so. I feel like he would just be, like, have a classic album and be good at that style of track. Yeah. He's sick in the way that he reaches out to, like, different producers from different parts of the world and doing exciting, weird, not predictable stuff. Like Hudson Mohawk, he yeah. used all over the um, Good Music album. And that's one of the sickest Kanye albums. Y'all better quit playing with God. Soon as they like you, make them unlike you. This kissing people ass is so unlike you. The only rapper compared to Michael. So here's a few hating ass niggas to fight you. And here's a few stink ass niggas to bite you. I don't even want to hear about what niggas might do. Old niggas mentally still in high school. Since the tight jeans, they ain't never like you. Pink ass. Are there any records of Kanye's that you didn't like? Did you like 808s and Heartbreak, for example? Did you even like that? At the time, I think I was a bit like wasn't ready for it but if you think about now or, or even artists like Drake he kind of took that sound and sort of tweaked it into his own in some ways I feel you sort of think the fact that Kanye even had the balls to make that album yeah uh, where he was at in his career his record label must have absolutely fucking shat themselves when he said this is the direction I'm taking this next one do you know what I mean to roll the dice on it to that level that in itself Regardless of the quality of the music, just the fact that he made that directional change, that is, you know, you want to talk about an artist, that is artistry, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I don't want to... He flipped it. I don't want to sound like I've ever stated it. Yeah, totally. Like, uh, he had, uh, it was fucking mad. The album before had, like, uh, the Daft Punk, Faster, Strong. Yes, yeah. It was probably one of the probably. biggest pop tunes. Yeah. And then he just went and did a whole auto-tune, <laughs> no sample. <laughs> weird album yeah they must have been like oh my god, god this is so good man like gold digger smashed power smashed yeah. uh oh let's let's see what he's uh, what? oh fucking hell do you know what I mean it's just the, the first I could just I would have loved to be in a fly on the wall for that first listen with the with A&R's <laughs> and the label yeah I, I feel like his energy you'd probably be like this was kind of shit but he really sold it to me yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about live hip hop? Are you? Uh, do you go? Have you been to a lot of gigs? Because um, of festivals and stuff, like have been to quite a lot of. Have seen a lot of live people. Uh, out of my own choice, I have to really like them to go and see them live, just because of the. Because what you hate going to gigs? I don't hate going to. I just don't like standing, queuing, busy. <laughs> and I'm lazy. Yeah. If I got a, a seat with a good spot, then I'm down. The same. I used to be all about like getting in amongst it, like yeah. p- potentially, potentially getting like a fist bump from yeah. like one of the group or whatever. Now I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't give a fucking shiny shit about yeah, that. Now I'm mean? leaving. I just want when I think it might end because it's busy. I know. Beat the rush. I was like that when I was younger though. Nerd, like front row screaming at them trying to get a fist bump I know. Crowd, sir. and then and then you realize and then you realize that's not even a story no do you know what I mean like who like, 
Nobody gives a fuck about that. Are you? Do you go? Are you? Yeah, yeah. And I've got a fist bump off him. Oh, cool. That's not something you ever need to say out loud again. <laughs> what do you know what I mean? Or the track list, maybe. Sometimes you get hold of the track list. I did that before. You've done that. Who do you get a track list? It was a House of Pain gig. That was quite satisfying, but equally not a good story. <laughs> oh, nice. Everlasting. Yeah, yeah. And what did it say? Just jump, jump around times fifteen. <laughs> Name three, uh, three um, House of Pain. I know. <laughs> jump yeah. around, yeah. jump around the remix. There's a Pete, Pete Rock remix. And oh god, I had that. I had that album. I can't remember any of the other yeah. songs. I had the album. Fuck. Still oh, must be earning off that song. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I follow Everlast on. Um, I follow him on Instagram. He now looks like. Uh, like a really funky Santa. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Just sort of... <laughs> he's quite interesting. He's quite an interesting person. He is, he is. That's why I follow him, I think he's... Is he solo or are they still an entity? He's solo, but I, I imagine if, like, the Sultan of Brunei phones up and says that his kid wants to jump around yeah. performed at his birthday party that they fucking hook up again. Yeah, that's always on the USB stick, it's number one. In. If it's not going well, he looks at the DJ and goes... <laughs> <laughs> What's it like? Because you do gigs, obviously, with uh, people just do nothing. Yeah. How do other musicians and that sort of re- react to you? Do they know what what's going on? Or, I, I mean... think um, not that a lot of them give a shit, which is yeah. what I would I wouldn't go and see us live, to be honest. But um, <laughs> at first, I think they don't know what to expect. They kind of just think right, right. do like some weird comedy live thing. And then it's really, it's just a set, like a good vibe, good... And you just want people to dance and enjoy themselves and, like, like how they would with any other act, really. Just non-stop, boring yeah. music, fun, not taking ourselves seriously at all. And, uh, yeah, generally, like, six times out of ten, we do a good set. <laughs> I think enjoy it. Nice. Yeah. Um, do you have, a, do you have a, a gig that you've been to as a punter that was, like, stands out as one of your favourites? Like, is there anyone yeah. that's absolutely smashed it? Yeah, I saw uh, Jay-Z, Kanye at um, O2 when they were touring together. Right. That was that was really good. Did they go all out and put out a, put on, like, a, fuck, a yeah, mad yeah. show? Yeah, it was, like, cost them loads of money, I'm sure. But yeah. it was their tracks together and then, like, some of the Jay-Z hits, Kanye hits, coming back together. It was just like a, a jerk. Like, sometimes I get bored in a gig like because yeah. short attention span and it might they might be playing songs that I'm not necessarily know that well but this was just yeah. constant just bangers and it was a journey it wasn't just like the hype tunes it was you know Jay-Z was playing stuff off Reasonable Doubt and Kanye was doing drop like everything it was so good I think I got battered as well which helped <laughs> were people getting more excited for one or the other or was it just like a, like no, a I thought it was even it was an even even up yeah. that night yeah but they did reload um, Paris tune 15 times. Oh, really? Yeah. Too much. Too much. It was going off, yeah. so people were loving it. I saw Drake live before Drake was Roadman Drake, and it got a bit. It got a bit lady like he was going like you know like you in the back i see you i love you like 
giving him a rose. The crowd in this thing, and this guy just pointing girls out, and I just thought, handing out CDs to everyone. <laughs> well, yeah, he should have. Could have been a good idea. QR codes at least. Um, but I feel like Drake now. I went to see. I went to see Usher with a girl I was seeing wow. at the time years ago, and that that thing of Smooth. that thing of where like an R&B star or someone like Drake or whatever will go up to the man and go, London, I've been feeling lonely last couple of nights. <laughs> and then you just fucking, every woman around you just fucking orgasms. It's really? so, such a weird experience to be amongst it, isn't it? It's, yeah, um, it's a bit violating, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> a bit vi- I didn't want Dr- hit, like Drake to look at me when he was going. <laughs> 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 So, who are you listening to at the moment, then? At the moment, I, I really like uh, Heady One, his new thing with Fred again. It's called Gang. Yeah. Gang, that's good. Good. I like JK. I feel like JK is really interesting. Yeah. I like artists that aren't from London quite a lot. Right. I feel, I don't know, it's just interesting and different. Sometimes I feel London gets a bit saturated musically. Like the, the way it comes mm. and everyone does it. Whereas like yeah. Manchester, Birmingham, these places, they have their own thing that they're doing which I like mm. Cornwall is Cornwall very hard at the moment everyone down there <laughs> that sound they've just got their own kind of completely separate sound, sound. Yeah, yeah it's just mad isn't it's it? like folk and drill <laughs> <laughs> yeah drill. hi-hats <laughs> and folk guitar <laughs> Are you still producing stuff for yourself, outside of people just do nothing stuff? Are you still making? Not really. Like bedroom beats for myself, but right, right. I kind of got sick of it, man. Like I just felt like doing sessions. Like I'm trying to think of a, a bad example of someone. Uh, Pixie Lot. That's where I had a strop. This is enough. Yeah, I had a strop, and I feel from that point so what happened you were, were you in the studio with her and midway through you had like an epiphany or something he said that's your lot <laughs> hey there he is jesus jesus fucking christ man um <laughs> no you know what it, it felt worky i'm kind of becoming just like a sort of dickhead facilitator like making shit that i don't love mm-hmm. and i was just like I, I think i might have a little break is there any like if you did decide to go back to it are there artists that you'd want to collaborate with or make tune might make beats yeah for? definitely yeah i'd like to work with cass is dead yeah he's one of my favorites um oh, i'm trying to think now i'm on the spot can't think of anyone specifically apart from cass maybe get back in the studio with pixie and try and put those ghosts yeah. To rest you. I mean, Maybe give us just a, a folk drill beat or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's weird working with pop stars that level at that time. They live a whole different life. I was like, fucking hell, this is mad. But it is a completely different level to even because obviously you work in TV, you're making a film. Well, you've just made a film that's coming out soon. Right? Yeah, man. We, you know what it's like to be in that kind of, I don't know, that kind of entertainment industry. But even but musicians above and beyond anyone else, their their fucking fame is a, it's a different type of thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it's, it's insane. Insane, and also like if they're touring for a long time, they just have so many people around them, like yeah, yeah, day manager, tour manager. 
like if you're a big star security and like i went and worked in la in um so sam smith has like a fucking mansion on the hill in la and we went and stayed there and just like he has like cleaners mates it's just like this is fucking insane life i quite like it but also (laughs) not sure if i could do it every day no, it's not. Yeah. yeah, but it was sick. I just don't know how any of them can not be a dickhead. You are being turned into a out of touch arsehole, yeah. aren't you? But like just every single day. Yeah, I guess that's a sacrifice. You make good music, loads of money, and you turn to an arsehole. Yeah. So, but then you know you never find out. Hopefully. Yeah. Do you know what I mean you just you're not the wise? I'll pay you, and you just tell me that I'm not an arsehole all the time. Well, uh, Hugo, we're almost out of time, but um, I did mention it. What's uh, what you people just do nothing? Have got a film coming out, right? Yeah, yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, out in Hollywood, baby. Joke. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know when it's coming out because of uh, what's happened. Yeah, but yeah, but it's all shot though and finished. Shot. You don't need. Yeah. To good to go no. it's good to get leaked yeah you want to get it leaked get, there's a captive yeah. audience there this is the yeah time. I might leak it yeah or just hand it out and stuff do you know what I mean when you're on your <laughs> no. press it up onto DVDs <laughs> and be outside yeah just hand it out when you're on your government mandated exercise yeah. yeah yeah was it was it a different experience of doing a TV show was it was it a step above in terms of being around the production and stuff like that not really because we kept the same teams we didn't want it to become sort of like like we didn't want to lose what it was basically so we kept the right. small team small crew everything the same yeah. the only difference was being in Japan which is a mad place for yeah. six weeks is Japan as amazing as people say yeah it- it's fucking mad but great I would recommend people to go just to experience how fucking alien it is is it the most like foreign feeling place you've been to yeah definitely I felt like I was in a sci-fi film yeah a lot of the time is there a hip hop scene out there did you get to see anything out there I didn't really get to see it but there is there's like a grime scene there but they're performing grime or they're just fans they're performing it they have their own version of it their music like the pop music is fucking mental yeah really yeah yeah like J-pop K-pop yeah headache inducing yeah it's mad Mm. go Japan that's your plug yeah Um, all right, Hugo. Well, listen. Thanks a lot for your time, yeah. man. I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Good luck on lockdown. Keep yourself safe, guys. Yeah, you know. We got to stay home, stay safe. Got to. Bye bye.